Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today is... The token half-binge, Tarky. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And the blurred Don of the Ville, the Toddfather. And today we're going to talk about Masters of the Universe Revelations. Because everybody is and nobody can let it go. This is true. Uh, this is going to be spoiler-filled, so you have been warned. If you hadn't watched it, pause the podcast, go watch the show, come back, listen to us, and then put your comments at the bottom. Or just rant. Yeah. So we did one earlier on what we were expecting and truthfully fearing. Todd, how would you say our predictions went? Truly, I was wrong. I was wrong on pretty much every damn level. Uh, I I started the show fully prepared to hate watch it. Uh, I worked third shift, and I was like, wow, this would be perfect. I can sit here and watch this and get paid to watch it. Because, I, like I said, I went into it fully expecting it's going to be some effed up shit. And enjoyed the hell out of it. It is, uh, for, for the generation that they told you it was for, it is very Transformers the movie. Which is, you know, my all-time favorite animated movie. So, once, once, once I kind of glommed on, I was like, oh, okay, I see what, I see the flavor of this. And I could just look at it for the story itself. Yeah, it was it was it was nice. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I I I freely admit that I was wrong as two left shoes. Tila Tila did not become hero. Nope. You know. Still would be neat. <laughs> I would not have put that past them. No, no, I would not have put it past them. And you've got another season to go, so they could always turn it around. That's true. They could. Well, well, hell no. She couldn't be hero because you you get to see hero. Yeah. Yeah. And I have seen a screenshot of uh uh King Gray Skull and hero and one dar and some guy in a horned helmet I didn't recognize. Michael. Michael. Oh, okay. The name sounds right. You remember that was the first uh of the Marvel uh the uh shit, I said Marvel the Masters of the Universe classics that I bought was Michael. Yeah, okay. That was their original concept. Yep. Yeah, that was. That and somebody was, was like, you know, that's too, a little too much. Like, well, well the Conan. trick is that line started as Conan, and when they lost the license, they were like, what? "Yeah," and it was, they were like, "No," because <laughs> that's Conan. Yeah, that's too close to Conan. You know, like, well, even when they even when they went straight He Man, as we've got him now, uh, the uh, Robert E. Howard estate, I think, tried to sue him, and you know. A judge basically went, yeah, you can't copy right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's who, that was Vicor. And that was, that was, for me, was a nice little fan service when you go to Pretoria, because not only do they use the Pretoria toy as like the backdrop of yeah. heaven, but yeah, you get Vicor and Wondar, and you know, and you're sitting there like, wow, that is. Yeah, as, a, as an adult nerd, you're sitting there going, quite that far, but I was like, yeah, that's neat. Because <laughs> I never thought I'd live to see, like, a cartoon version of Vicor. Yeah. Or or King uh, King Grayskull. 
You'd seen King Grayskull if you watched the 2002 one. Like I said, that's where well, see, I, I didn't. Really? Yeah, I, oh, I totally old. missed What was that. his version of Battle Cat called? Uh, in the 2002 one, he had Battle Lion. Yeah. In this, he had a giant green Triceratops. That's a bit better. Yeah. Because I was, we know, when he jumps out, I'm like, oh, you going to see that? Bottle. Damn, he's literally riding a dinosaur. <laughs> yep. The old. And you got to see what the original sorceress? Yeah, which should have been. Well, if you go about 2002 thing, that was his wife. But it was weird that he could talk and she couldn't. Yeah, she, she still she spoke some damn weird language. Yeah, like, she had a her own language that everybody just kind of like, uh, I don't know what the fuck she's saying. Yeah. But yeah, I I was I was totally wrong, and since this is gonna be spoiler field, that bastard made me care about Roboto. <laughs> that shit, guys. You know, spoilers. Neither Orko nor Roboto make it out of the thing. Orko was like a kid with cancer, so his whole run was yep. depressing. But Roboto, his last words, yeah, I was so thankful I was in that damn guard shack by my fucking self. I don't know what the hell to do. You know, he's like, tell father he created a miracle and dies. And I'm like, good lord, he finally, he found, he felt one emotion and it was fear as he was dying. I was like, I. Hey, Goddamn, Alan. <laughs> What's the general breakdown of the plot? Uh, for part one, you have you basically have Skeletor finally get into Grayskull, and he gets to the orb, you know, which is where all the magic is. Mm -hmm. The thing that's that's inside Grayskull. And you have him and He-Man get into it. You finally have He-Man just... He he kills Mossman. And you have He-Man basically stab his ass. But it was Skeletor baiting him. Yeah, because he, he wanted the, the end of the sword stabbed into yeah. the... Yeah. The, the, the thing that where the orb was locked into, you know, you had to put the power sword into it. Yeah, and Skeletor baited him. And when he ran Skeletor through... It went through Skeletor and into that lock, and it opened it up, exposed the orb. Hey, hell, Skeletor shattered it. You know, he he shatters the orb, and then everything slows, basically kind of slows down to a crawl. And the sorceress appear. everybody is kind of frozen, but Tila, He-Man... And uh, you have the sorceress's spirit. And the sorceress is basically like, yeah, I slowed down time really just so I could have these last few minutes with. And it's like she was going to confess who she was to Tila. And it gets interrupted. Because that's, that's still the secret of this thing that they holding out is if you're a fan, you know that the sorceress is Tila's mother. Tila still doesn't know that. Oh. Uh, and they never, every time it comes up in this, Something comes and interrupts it, so you you never find that out. You know, they never flat out tell them. Which really bothers me, because Roboto is standing right there with Man-of-Arms memories. Yeah. As Man-of-Arms is about to say it, and he gets cut off like, oh, we don't have time for this. And they have an entire boat ride Roboto could have just told her. It wasn't his secret to tell, because he calls her sister. Yeah, except he knows, 
and he knows Man-at-Arms was trying to tell her. Yeah, but the trick is if if you have some third party something tell them, it it fucks up the flow of the it would have fucked up the flow of the show. They they saving that one for for later. You can tell that. It's yeah. the reason why it keeps coming up, but but stopping before they do it. Yeah, but like that's the problem I have with this is so much force like the narrative is too forced for drama. And I'm not enjoying that part of it. Yeah, like I said, that that was one that I kind of sat there and went, "Oh, they gonna they gonna milk the hell out of this one." Oh, yeah. uh, and when when Lynn when Evil Lynn breaks that shit up, yeah, it does make sense because like we ain't got time for all all this fucking family drama. Everything's about to wink out because as I was saying, uh, with Sh- Skeletor shatters the orb, all that power's about to explode and it's gonna take out every damn thing. Well, He-Man gets the idea, well, what if I call on the power, you know. While I'm already He-Man. Yeah, while I'm He-Man. And the sorceress basically tells him, yeah, that would ground everything. So basically, Eternia doesn't explode. But you'd have to be holding it. You'd have to be holding the power sword to do it. You won't survive it. And... He-Man basically goes, you know, it's it's my life versus everything. He kind of looks at Tila when he says it. Yeah, and then he calls the power of Grayskull. The power hits him. It's rough enough that it shatters the power. It basically breaks the power sword back into two swords. He changes into Adam, and basically him and Skeletor basically burn up into a little burn smear on the ground. And Tila does not handle the fact that that He Man was at him all that time very well. She she quits. Randor goes ape shit. Basically, when he finds out that Man at Arms knew, hell, he banishes him. Basically, says, you know, if I ever see you again, I'm having you executed. Uh, I was not really happy with the way they did Randor. Randor was a complete ass. Yeah. Uh, I had a buddy at work that said there was for the, in the first kind of for the first part that they really seemed to go out of their way to make the guys seem stupid. Well, Duncan was not particularly stupid. Uh, he man was not stupid. Randor was not stupid. He was an asshole. He wasn't dumb. Hit the the trick was, and when I say he was an asshole. Tila's taking over Duncan's position. She's going to be the new court man-at-arms. And that's the party that's going on at the beginning of it. And you have a scene where Duncan is looking at her. And, you know, his his eyes are welling up with tears. And Adam makes a comment about, man, Duncan looks like he's about to cry. And Randall goes, that's parental pride. That's fatherly pride. And he looks at Adam and goes, Hope to be able to feel that someday. Which was an you know, which was an asshole move. But Randor Randor was not that damn cold to Adam. But he did look at Adam as, you know, a slacker. Cause that was, you know, if you're gonna be honest, the filmation one especially. Him and Crimson slack were slackers. That was the whole thing. Most of the damn time they were somewhere asleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Or hiding. Yeah. They were not big into work, and Randor is, a, is an ex, you know, adventurer badass, and his son, he looks at as, you know, his, this, kid ain't, this kid ain't living up to his potential. Yeah. So even when Randor does that to Duncan, what that is is all this time I've been downing my son when my son was literally the greatest fucking hero on the planet. And I can't make up for it. So I'm going to take it out on everybody else. Yeah. Well, even what pissed me off was even the mom who knew Adam's secret. Yeah, took that it out true. on Duncan. That, I'm like, bitch, you knew too. Well, well, she didn't take it out. She was busy crying. Yeah. Because remember when they said He-Man fell, Marlena's like, oh, shit, and starts crying. Yeah. And yeah. you had you had Randor basically going, well, the brave hero. And then she goes, no, you don't realize that was Adam. And that's when and that's when Randor basically goes full fuck all y'all. That's right, that's right. Like I said, half of the complaints that you're hearing about it is really people that can't admit that they were wrong. I went into it going, this is gonna be some Netflix train wreck, train wreck, go listen to the other shows. I had all kinds of predictions about just how fucked up this was gonna be. I clicked that button knowing Figuring, man, this damn thing is going to be fucked up. It is not fucked up. You couldn't tell that. You could not tell that first half of the story with He-Man in it. Magic is gone. Magic is reduced to basically like burnt embers. Yeah, 90% of the time that you see He-Man in the cartoon, it's because one of them is having a memory of it. a flashback. Yeah, it's a flashback. So you see He-Man, and you see the adventure that they had that led them to that area or that particular moment to begin with, years ago. And then when they show that area again, yeah, it's even more desolate. It's like, oh my God, magic really is the thing that held this place together. Yeah. You still get to see He-Man periodically, just in flashback. Yeah, right. you see him periodically in flashback. Uh, you got, like I said, the first one you see is actually Faker. Uh, but it's, it's literally one of those kind of things, and that's why I don't get it coming from my generation. You see He-Man in this every bit as much as you see Optimus Prime in Transformers the movie. Mm-hmm. They both have about the same amount of screen time. Yeah. And and like I said, you literally could not tell that story with He-Man in it. Magic is gone. How the fuck does Adam become He-Man? Magic. Magic is at a premium. Hell, you had magical wells and stuff that hell just had little drops of water dropping out of it because magic was gone. So, and you have the entirety of society adjusting to that. Yeah. yeah. Some of them correctly, some of them desperate to cling <laughs> on to it, and some of them just going way off the deep end. Yeah. Hell, I like I like Pope Triclops the first. Yeah. That cracked me up. Hell, just the way hell he managed to, they managed to work technology into all their prayers. Yeah. Yeah. The sacred gears and the holy sprocket. That was some body horror shit. Yeah. When it, because you basically had Triclops start up a, a cult of technology. Their thing was magic has forsaken you, turned to technology. And then he would hand them a goblet full of uh, nanites. nanites. And you drink the nanites and they would f- turn you into some freaky shit. Yeah. Half, half human cyborg, you know. Yeah. That little girl, good lord, where she does the exorcist thing and her head it turns, turns 180 head. degrees. That was some creepy shit. Yep, because she runs over, Tila runs over there going to rescue that child. And that, I'm like, 
Oh, snap. And they provide, they are a recurring villain in it, is his cult showing up. Because it's him, tra him, Trapjaw, and uh, Whiplash, all part of that cult. Well, and the one that has a detonator in his chest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. For all for the 10 minutes he's there. Yeah, and that, that was the thing. I didn't recognize him as anybody, but the second you saw he had a detonator in his chest, you knew that wasn't going to end well. You don't introduce a detonator and don't have it go off. Take off the gun. I, I liked all the little uh, Easter egg cameos of past characters, you know, action figures and stuff like that. It's like, wow, they found a way to work Stinkor in it. Hey, they, they, they've got, you know... Uh, what was the one in in in, in hell that they had Merman? Scareglow, yeah, Scareglow, yeah, you did, you had Merman, voiced as by Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that he didn't have his gurgle kind of bothered me a little bit for a minute or two, and then I said, "Ah, fuck it, I don't care." Look, I just enjoy the fact you had the voice actor of Joker, and the voice actor of Batman. It's true. Just, it is true. That just that I just got a kick out of that. Uh, you you do have some complaints online where they go, well, Skeletor sounds like Mark Hamill and half of Mark Hamill's characters sound like the Joker, so what the fuck did you expect? When you come, when you start going, which Mark Hamill voiced characters don't sound like Mark Hamill, I can think of like two. Wolverine that he did in Wolverine's Revenge, the video game, and Ulysses Claw in Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. They are not just immediately, oh shit, that's Mark Hamill. Yeah. Everybody else sounds like the joke. Yeah, run to the Hobgoblin with that shit. Yeah. Hobgoblin, the uh uh trickster. Yeah, it you know for you to go well, it sounds like Mark Hamill. Well, cause it's Mark Hamill. And that's what he sounds like. He does not sound exactly like the Joker. He he cigarette smokes it up a little bit, but yeah, it's yeah. You know, it, that's, that's Mark Hamill's go-to psychotic madman. And Skeletor crazy as hell in that. I like their version of Skeletor because he was not the full-out lich that the 2002 one was, which is actually my favorite. But, he, but the way they told that story, you could see him being the filmation one that was sick of losing. He yeah. done lost so goddamn much that he finally went, fuck it, I don't give a shit no more. The gloves finally came off. Yeah. Well, that, that was one thing you noticed He-Man, too, is like, you know what? I'm just going to kill Stab. But that, you know, he baited him. Yeah. But, you know, both of them is like, you know what? I don't care how many of my flunkies die. I'm getting what I want. I did like his freak out of a child. A child had my power? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you, you, you got the impression that that was, because that was the thing. The filmation version of Skeletor was goofy. I've heard complaints. Well, he went in there, he was disguised. Have you forgotten the fucking portly chef? You're such a fucking fan of filmation. The bastard literally put on a fat chef costume to sneak into the damn castle. Yeah. Well, the royal castle, not Grayskull. Yeah. Please. At least this castle was a damn... At least this time, it looked like an illusion. It was magic as opposed to, hell, just a fucking bat suit. No one ever expects practical effects. 
That's true. But yeah, uh, Evil Lynn pretty much steals that first half for me anyway. Yeah. She was she was the character that I looked forward to the most. Cause she was the appropriate level of sarcasm and snark. Yeah. I I liked when her and Orko are, are uh in that little illusion spot. When they're in hell? Yeah, when they're in hell together. I like her their interaction with each other. You actually see, you know, like I named myself evil, you know, because Well that well, the trick was Orko told her what his parents had actually named him, it was Oracle. And he was a little kid and couldn't pronounce Oracle, so that's where Oracle came from. And then because he was not particularly good at magic, he kind of let that name stick because yeah. he looked at Oracle kind of as ironic. Yeah. But when they get done with that moment, he asked Lynn, can I ask you a personal question? And she just turns around and goes, no, my name is not e- I." was not named evil. I did that to myself later. Yeah. Yeah. But and I, I like the name for him. Idiot moron. Yeah. Even at his grave. He was my friend. He was this. Moron. Moron. But she leaves her headdress at his at his grave site. Yeah. Cause that was like I said, Orco in this because magic was gone, if you were a sorcerer it hit you hard. Yeah. He was literally, literally withering away. Because when you see Duncan again, he's he's basically going and getting these drips of magic water to take back to him to drink, and that's what's kind of keeping him alive. But yeah, he he has Orko's whole role after magic gets screwed up is basically a, a terminally ill child. Yeah, that adventure for him was damn near like a make a wish. Yeah, yeah. Which was sad as hell. It it was it was sad as hell. Uh his last line to evil live because he, he has his Orco doesn't suck moment. Where hell he holds off Scareglow. Yeah. And when he looks back at Evil Lynn and basically goes, Look, Lynn, I'm not I'm not afraid. I'm I'm actually comp I'm actually doing something worthwhile. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, you know, shit. <laughs> and she's trying to help, but she can't get her magic fired up enough to help him and literally passes out trying. And, you know, and then Orko bites it. And you go, well, that's... Orko went out like a champ. He had his he had his final Orko does not suck moment. Yep. I ain't mad at that. If you call yourself a fan of the series, every one of them had that. You would have an episode of Orko doesn't suck. At least one season. Well, you'd have, you'd have, an ep- you'd have like an episode of season of Orko doesn't suck. Yeah. Even the 2002 one, you have one that's... Because I literally call him that. Oh, it's the Orko Doesn't Suck episode. Because he sucks 99.9% of the time. Yep, he'll cast a spell for something simple. Yeah, and it fucks up. Fuck up shit. So, question. Has anybody seen uh, Zodak during this one? Not no, yet. Not yet. Okay. I mean, granted, he'd be one of those highly magical people that'd be hitting hard. Yep. Yeah, he he'd probably be one that would be suffering through most of this. But they go they go to hell. You get to see Scareglow. Scareglow was neat and he was voiced by uh, Tony Todd, so it's Candyman. They got the right Joker to do, to voice Scareglow. Well, that's good at least. They did a pretty good they did a pretty good job voice casting this thing anyway. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller does uh uh Tila. Tila. And you know, I was iffy on her. I was not 
if I was going if I was going to give a weak point, that'd be my weak point. She's there's a snarky to her that came through that was kind of like. Eh. Well, to me, I I was seeing Tila, but I was hearing Buffy. Buffy, and it yeah. was one of the kids. Buffy's she's snarky about shit. You know, when she when Buffy would get into a fight, yeah, she's yeah, as much wisecracking on you as she was trying to kill you. And Tila, the moment you know, like Tila, they tried to make her you know like too serious. You know, at one point, and all I was hearing was snark. Yeah. Like and. While we got some time, the elephant in the room, and this will probably be the place you hear that, and I might turn out to be wrong, but I don't think I am. You will hear a lot of criticism. Well, Tila wouldn't do that, and she quit for no reason. Oh, but Adam's dead, and she just quit. And I'm like, dude, she was in love with He-Man. That's, that's why she quit. That's why she reacted the way she does. Yeah. She's in love with, she was in love with He-Man. And she was looking at it as the person that I'm in love with had a secret and told everybody but, but me. me. I'm not special. I'm the butt. She she felt like she was the, the butt, butt of the, the joke. joke. And, she, you know, her feelings but were that, hurt. But that's, that's literally, hell, anybody that's been in a relationship, you want to feel special. If, if your lover or the person that you care about has a secret, you want to be the one person on earth that knows it. Yeah. She found out that she was the last motherfucker to know it. Hell, and, and she reacted that way. Can you go, well, that's a bunch of shit. Well, hell, people I can fucked up shit. In one degree, I can. Because she swore loyalty to the king. The king also didn't know. Yeah, but she's also in her feelings. When people, when anybody that's ever had a death in their family, that is not your most rational. Nope. See me after my mom died. I was not the most rational person on earth. Nobody that loses somebody that they love is not is the most rational person on earth, especially that close to the event. She's up in her feelings. And, you know, not only does she see He-Man die, she sees Adam die in the same split second, and it's like... So the dude that I liked and my best friend are dead. They'll burn smear on the fucking ground. You ain't you ain't gonna be normal after that. No, you you gonna have some hurt feelings because she goes. You see the character go through the different stages of of uh, grief. Yeah, but just just within that scene, I would be fine if she like got mad at Manafort and the Queen and the Man King went to defend the Queen and then she busts. That's fine. It's just like the King is in the exact same moment as her, and she's like points at him as though he had anything to do with it when she's in the room when he finds out too. Her whole thing is you are all liars. She's looking yeah, at all except the king didn't lie. Dude, you're in grief. Yeah, you don't think straight when you're in grief. Yeah, but then you have an entire time span of years where she never goes into apologizes to the guy. Just kind of rude. Truthfully, she's in the same boat as the king. The king, hell, for the king to go, Duncan, who was his friend for how many fucking years? Yeah, they, they were. They cool. was comrades in arms, soldiers together. And for him to go, get out, and if I see you again, I'm killing your ass. He even had an edict that if man at arms so much as touched something to build something, he'd kill him. 
Yeah, if he touched any kind of metal to yep. build a weapon. If he tried to build any damn thing, he had a death sentence on him. That's, that's not rational. That's grief. So to wrap up, what are our predictions for the second season? I have no earthly idea. I was so damn wrong about the first one. I think the only one that I will kind of go out on a limb on is you have He-Man. You'll have He-Man in the second. I don't think that ending of Adam getting stabbed, I don't think he's going to die. And you may end up, you may end up with all the fraternity having to turn out to fight Skeletor's ass. Yeah, because you don't see him until the very last episode. Which cracked me up because I told Jennifer, I said, he was the first character they released in the, in the toy line and the last character you see in the episode. Yeah. So you, I wish they hadn't have done that because that would have been a nice oh shit, if you'd had no fucking idea that Skill of God was coming. Yeah, yeah. That, they screwed up on that. Oh, and before I go, I like Devon. I'm just, shit, I am. I'm literally hell. I have a child. I'm naming that motherfucker Devon Grace. Skull. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's, I had to address that because that's, that's the other elephant in the room. Oh God, they race childhood motherfucker unless you in your 20s that was not your childhood if your 40 year old ass is whining about filmation they have not ruined your childhood with king nope. grayskull because he didn't exist and the motherfucker's name is devon if you can show me a white dude named devon i will shut the fuck up about it that brother was race he was race swapped but he was whitewashed because i don't know no white folks named devon if I say, hey, Devon's in the other room and you didn't see a black dude in there, you'd be shocked as shit. Yeah, it when 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 they dropped that name, it made me think about this comedian I saw the other day, he was a black guy, and he was talking about his sister just had a baby and they named it Skylar. And he goes, You know, I didn't like the name at first, but then I realized, okay, it's a little different. Puts your name down on a resume. People aren't gonna immediately think black girl. Because my sister's name is Tanasha. And he said, so she went She went different with it. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I can see that. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> you literally can't, you can't go in that universe and go, you got Adams, you got Duncans. So they could have named this some bitch something other than Devon. Yeah. His name's Devon. That's a brother. I don't give a shit. You kiss my ass with that one. As soon as they named it, like, oh, that's him. You know, I knew exactly and that, what and that, character and that was. came from the guy that worked on the product line. He was like, "Oh yeah, well you know, we came up with Devon Grayskull. Devon, really? Devon? Yeah. Who else? The the cat that named that son of bitch is the same one that made Zodak black in two thousand two. That's brother. You ain't gonna tell me no damn different. I'm gonna name my if I have a son, that son of bitch's name gonna be Devon Grayskull Holland. I don't give a shit. And anytime you say his name, you gotta say his first and last name at the same time. So I'd be looking forward to him getting in trouble. Devon Grayskull, when you get in here, <laughs> I thought I had the power. Don't say that to your mama. She's crazy. <laughs> well, anyway, I guess we're going to call it there. Before Todd dooms any other children to odd names. Hey, I was going to name my first one Gobot and Voltron when I was in junior high, so this is a step up. That's some shit you got to explain Devon. He'll actually fit in. All right, I'll give you that one. So anyway, if you've seen the show and you have an opinion, strong or otherwise, let us know in the comments, or you can reach us at thenerdeternal at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, like, subscribe, tell people about us. 
<clears throat> you can visit the site, nerdkernel.com. Uh, we've got a shop there if you wanted to buy some merch. Uh, I think that covers everything I needed to cover. We've, we've really got to write that down because we are, we are almost everywhere. Anywhere you can find podcasts, we are pretty much on it. Yep, yep. Uh, so anyway, until next week, I've been your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me today is Ben. Uh, the token secretly finishing up the fifth episode while podcasting, Tarky. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And the blurred Don of the Veil, the Todd Father. And we will see y'all next time. Father of Devon. Tell you. You didn't say the whole name. Damn, broke my own rule already, but...